In today's episode, we're going to give some quick hitting tips for do this, not that on social media. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Hey there, everybody. I am so excited to have you listening today for another episode of the Small Minded Podcast. Um, we have reached the second week of January, so I'm just checking in. How are we doing on all those goals and resolutions that we set a couple weeks ago? Hopefully you're still on track. But today we're talking about all the things that you as a small business owner in a small town have on your plate. And I'm hoping to help you ease those workloads in just a second. So we'll dive in in just a little bit. But first... Listen to today's offer from Molly Knuth Media. Does this sound familiar? You set business goals, including you want to raise your revenue. You would like to be more confident in who you are as a business owner. Or maybe you want to make sure that you're marketing the most up-to-date, mind-blowing products and services in your business. And you want to use social media to help you with all of those things. Let me clue you in. Social media can work wonders for your business, but first you need to know a few things about what to do and what not to do on the social media platforms of choice so that you're using them strategically for your business and taking followers through the process to being customers and clients for your business. If you're interested in getting additional insights, trainings, and more from Molly Knuth Media to help you with these goals, make sure that you're on our email waiting list. And there is a link in the show notes of today's episode that will sign you up so you get the most up-to-date offers. And over the next few months, we'll be offering one-day workshops. We'll be offering five-week group coaching programs. We'll be offering month-long accountability to help you get consistent with your social media posting and to amp up what you're doing online. If any of that sounds good to you, make sure you head to the show notes or head over to mollyknuthmedia.com. Join our email list. I can't wait to see you there and show up in your inbox. From ordering new product to fill your shelves to filling out those inventory spreadsheets over in Google Docs or preparing 1099s for your independent contractors, taking down holiday decor at home and at work, making sure you're attending the PTA meetings, making sure your kids are making it to lessons, getting them to school on time, remembering all the things that go in their backpack, making sure that you're volunteering. How about writing down your goals for the new year, keeping up with your goals for the new year, trying to learn the newest social media platform clubhouse, creating posts, responding to DMs, and then actually working. (sighs) I'm exhausted just trying to read that list. But if you are a small business owner in a small town, this is your everyday life. And there are so many responsibilities and requirements that you are putting on your plate and that are taking up space on your calendar. And you know, just by hearing someone else say that, it sounds so much. It sounds like so much. 
<laughs> but something's got to give, right? So here today, I'm going to try to make it simple for you in the best way I know how. My name's Molly. I am the host of this podcast, but also a social media strategist. So in today's episode, we're going to give some quick hitting tips for do this, not that on social media. My goal with this is to help you get strategic about what you're sharing on social media on behalf of your business, but we're keeping it simple. Okay. Very, very simple because I want you to see how small things can lead to habits that lead to big impact and big steps for your business. So we are keeping it S-I-M-P-L-E today, and I'm going to give you my best practices that you can do yourself on social this month. And I'm also going to cover some of those social media urban legends that we've probably heard in the rumor mill that you're not supposed to do, but you don't really know why, but we're going to cover some of those things, okay? So in this episode, we're going to do this, not that, in 2021 for our small business social media. Let's go. First thing you need to do, each month I want you to have an overarching topic of focus. If you do nothing else, you know that I am a huge, huge proponent of having a social media calendar so you have your ideas on a page and you are like getting your ideas out of your head and on paper. And when we write it down, we're more likely to remember it. If we can go back to it, we're more likely to follow through with it. But if this feels overwhelming to you because we're already in the middle of the first month of the year, just pick an overarching theme or topic that's going to ground what you cover the rest of the month. For example, what you can do if you are a, I think I used a boutique in the last episode, so let's pick something different today. Let's say that you are an insurance agency. So what I want you to think about in the month of January is what kind of insurance policies are people looking for or what kind of things are people planning or trying to do in their lives in this first month of a new year. So maybe people are setting goals and resolutions. Maybe they're getting in on some new wellness opportunities. Maybe they are looking to travel. So as an insurance agency, you're going to say, all right, what is one thing that I know people are looking for in January? And then what is the product I have that matches up with what those people in my audience are doing? So maybe you're going to focus on people who are traveling and you want to get them covered and maybe say, we're going to update your life insurance before you take that plane trip or whatever. And you guys, I know nothing about insurance. So if this is totally off base, I, you heard me say it first. I don't know. I'm just trying to illustrate an example of how this could work for a business in that industry. But picking an overarching topic will then help you orient all of the posts you share the rest of the month. So everything that you share out from here till the end of January should tie back into that theme of getting your life insurance updated before you go on vacation. Or it doesn't even always have to tie into a product. Maybe you're like, hey, where are you traveling to this year? What's on your bucket list of places to visit internationally? When you go on a big vacation overseas, what do you make sure to include in your suitcase? Are you team carry-on or team checked bag? Are you making plans to travel this year or are you going to do another staycation in 2021? So all of these kind of posts work too because it's really warming up your audience and getting them involved. And then you can also sprinkle in those insurance options in other days of the month. But all of it ties into that big overarching theme 
of the month, which for us in this example is traveling and life insurance. But this works for a host of other industries too. So maybe if you're a salon, you can say new year, new you. Here are some hot trends that are happening right now for your hair. Or if you are a plumber, maybe this is the month where people see a lot of line freezing. If you're in North America, if you're in some of the colder states, this is the time of the year where it's really cold. We can get those polar vortexes where it's just like sub-zero for several days in a row. And that's where those underground water pipes can really like freeze hard, which create a lot of problems, whether you're a homeowner or a business owner or a property owner of any kind. But if you're a plumber, then you can say, hey, our focus of the month is going to be how we can be there for 24-hour service if you have line repair issues. So then everything you're doing that month fits into that overarching big topic. And that not only helps you come up with what to talk about, but it takes that pressure off your shoulders of like, oh no, what am I going to talk about today? Because it just brings you back and it's like, oh yeah, I already had this established. And then even when you're like out on the job site or you're on the floor of your store, you're seeing those things. Like you're thinking about that overarching topic. So then you start seeing more of those opportunities to take photos and videos and you can share that out on social media because it pertains to your big overarching topic. So if nothing else, do this. Pick a theme or a topic of focus for the month. Don't do this. So we're doing do this, not that. Don't go into the month without at least a plan. Okay, guys? When we don't have a plan, we can a lot of times put social media on the back burner. And even though we might say, hey, it's just social media, maybe we want to write it off, which is fine. But if we aren't marketing, if we're not telling people who we are and what we do, if we're not showing up, How are we going to know that we're the top of mind when they do need our products and services? If we only show up in the times that are convenient for us, what kind of relationship is that establishing with our audience? It's all about customer service. So think about if you're a business with a storefront or office hours. If you are only open for appointments at times that worked for you, let's say like Mondays from 8 to 10, Tuesdays from 1 to 1.30, and you just showed up when you felt like it, that wouldn't equate a very successful business, would it? So make sure that you're treating social media like your storefront. You want to make sure that you have consistency there, that you're showing up, you're responding to comments, you're responding to DMs, you have an idea of what your audience likes and what you're going to share with them. And you don't just reserve the posts for the days that you feel like talking. You also are making sure that you have some kind of consistency established. And the do this, like having a big topic for the month, is the first step into doing that, creating that consistency and having some thematic structures around what you're sharing on social media. It'll help organize what you're going to share. It'll help create consistency and brand recognition for your audience. And overall, it'll make social media a little less of a heavy weight for you from a business owner's perspective. And it'll give you a little bit more creativity and motivation to get on social media for your business and to interact with your people there. All right, next up, do this. Make sure that when you're analyzing your page or you're judging how successful a post was, that you're looking at the important metrics. So do this. Look at your comments, look at your shares, look at your saves, your video views, and your link clicks. So we know that on every social media platform, whether you choose to be on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, what have you, 
There are different metrics at play, and there's all sorts of numbers that you can get caught up in to analyze whether your efforts are giving you a return or not. So what I like to look at are those numbers that mean the audience has had to stop their scroll and pay attention to what I'm sharing. So that means they are scrolling through their newsfeed, like they've just finished up dinner, they're letting their food digest, they're sitting in the recliner, they're just holding their phone in their left hand, scrolling with their right, and then they see something that makes them go, oh, that's cool. And they take time to leave a message like, hey, thanks for the motivation. Or maybe they hit that little paper airplane that shares it to their friends or shares it to their story so other people can see it. That means that that was a powerful message that they got from my post. And when they take that action to comment or share or click through the carousel that I shared or watch that video that I put out there, it means that they're a little bit invested in what I had to say. And when we have those kind of engagements, those are really powerful because they indicate that we're on to something, that we're connecting with our audience, we're connecting with those people behind the screen on a personal level. And when we can do those things, like get them to comment, get them to send a message, those are really powerful interactions that help us start to establish relationships and customer service opportunities with these people on social media. Do not. So remember, we had to do this, pay attention to the important numbers, not that. Only watch your likes go up or down. So we can get really caught up in our overall page likes. I know there's a lot of us that are like, I just want to hit 10,000 on Instagram because then I get the swipe up feature, which is awesome. But there's some of us who maybe we're sitting at 200 followers and we're like, man, that's going to take forever. But no matter what size your audience is, I've seen pages that have really big audiences, and very little interaction. For example, I, I don't just say that like from a generic angle. Like there is a business coach who I worked with in early 2018, and she has a nationally recognized podcast. She works with some big time names. And when I look over at her Instagram profile, she does have a huge, huge amount of followers. And then I look at each individual post and the likes per post aren't that impressive. And I don't say that to be like, man, she really sucks. But what I'm saying is she is successful in other ways. Like the likes on a post or the likes on the page don't equate whether or not her business is successful, okay? That also can tell me maybe if she is not getting sales, maybe if this isn't hitting with her Instagram crowd, maybe she is hitting with them over on Facebook or in her Facebook group or on YouTube or from her podcast. Like low likes in one platform doesn't mean you'll never be successful or that your business is a failure. So keep that in mind. And even some of the pages that have huge followings, some of those numbers and some of those pages might be inflated because they have like robo fake followers. That is a thing. And I've had seasons of my own Instagram account where all of a sudden I get a huge influx of all of these accounts that have like crazy combinations of letters and numbers that don't make sense, or they are like fake names and they only have one post on their profile and it doesn't make sense when I read through their sentences. So those are indications that those are robot accounts and I don't really want those kind of followers anyway. So don't take it too personally if you don't have huge follower numbers, okay? Because even some of the smallest accounts that I've known have very engaged audiences, they have very loyal bases, 
They have people who are sending DMs daily or participating in quizzes or commenting on posts. And that is where you can really impact people. You can really make a connection with real life people using this social media avenue. And that's where you can really create relationships and establish a solid reputation for your business. That's social media used in the best ways. So make sure that we're paying attention to the numbers that matter. Don't get caught up in some of those vanity metrics that don't matter. If you are seeing growth on your page, congrats, because it is super fun and you do feel really good when you get a lot of likes. But just remember, that doesn't equate business success either. So you got to take it with a grain of salt, even though it does feel good. All right, next up, do this. Post at specific times and at a frequency that works for you. What I mean by this is in your insights, whether you're on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook, you can go into your settings in your insights and see specific times of day when your audience is most likely to be online. So for me, for example, I know that Mondays are busier. My followers are more apt to be on Facebook than on Fridays. On Instagram, I know that my followers are most likely to like videos, watch them, comment, and respond in the morning hours than they are in the afternoon hours. And that's all by looking at my insights, testing out times of day that I'm posting, and paying attention to what happens after I make that post. So my times of day or days of the week that are busy may not be the same as yours. So make sure you log into your own insights in your account and pay attention to what the busy times are for you. Then when you know what those times of day are, post at those times and see how your audience reacts. Maybe 10 a.m. is perfect. Maybe noon. Think about those times of day when people are not going to be busy with other responsibilities and they're more likely to pick up their phone. And for me, that's going to be like in the mornings after they wake up, over their lunch break, and then right before bedtime. So those are my three times a day that I like to post. But remember, that might be different for your audience. And also, I mean this in the way that pick a frequency that works for you. So if you can manage and be consistent with one post per week, that's okay. Or if you're somebody who posts six times per week and that works for you and you have space for that and it doesn't stress you out, that's awesome. Go for that frequency if that's what works for you. But don't feel pressured. So not that. Don't feel pressured to post two times per day and burn yourself out because that's not healthy for you and you're going to end up resenting and underutilizing other places in your business. So do this. Post at a frequency that works for you at times that work best for your audience. Don't feel pressured to post six times per day. And actually, if you do that, that's actually going to hamper your efforts more than push them forward. Specifically, do not post back to back. So let's say you just took six pictures on the job site and you're like, oh man, I'm going to post this one at 8.30. Now I'm going to upload this one and it's 8.31. Then I'm going to upload that one and it's 8.34. What you're effectively doing is by posting those second and third pictures, you're killing that first picture. So even though you just released three photos, whether you're on Facebook or Instagram or what have you, they're only going to push and promote the most recent one. So that's going to get the most attention from the social media algorithms on those platforms. So if you have six photos that you just took and they're all great, spread those out over six days instead of posting all six pictures at the same time back to back to back. Don't kill the algorithm. Spread out the love, man. All right. Last up. Actually, I have two more. Do this. 
Help your followers out by providing real tips and education. Be so, so giving with what you share on social media. And this is really, really um, applicable to those people in service sectors. So for example, in my business, Molly Knuth Media, you know that I provide a lot of free content here on this podcast or over on my Facebook MKM Lives. But what I do is show up and tell people pretty much how to do my job. I give all the tips, all the hacks, all of the professional, this is what I do. And I do so in a way because I know that you guys need it. A lot of you want to DIY your own social media. You want to be the one who is making the videos, taking the photos, putting it out, writing the captions so that it looks and sounds the way you want it to. And you just need that little bit of help to know what the current trends are or what this new feature is. But you don't need somebody to do it all for you, right? But you need that resource to go to who can be your guide, be your cheerleader, and help you continue on this journey. So when I started my other business, I knew that there was two ways to go with this. I could do all this work and keep quiet about it, or I could approach this as I can share this information because there's a lot of businesses out there that need this help. And there's no way I could possibly serve them all anyway. And so I went with the latter. And that has served me pretty well. And I think a lot of us could, in service industries, look at it that way too. We sometimes get this fear of, well, if I show all the secrets and show people how to do it, then why would they ever come to me in like an actual business relationship where we're working together, we're selling products or services or what have you, if they can get all the information for free? Why would they ever pay for my services? But I actually think that it helps your audience get to know you more. They get to know your working style. They get to know your approach. Because no matter what industry we're in, each different business and each different business owner or manager or employee, they approach the job a little bit differently. They have their own skill sets. They have their own unique ways of doing things, their signatures, if you will. So even though you might listen to me, another social media manager might have a different take or they might have other tips. When you are thinking about what do I share out on social without sharing too much, I don't want to give away the farm. I just always come from a place of like, I think that you can share that out. I think it shows that you are an expert. I think it helps you create an authentic connection with your followers. I think it helps you build a positive reputation and people will share you with others because you're a resource. And I also think that when the time is right, people will come to you, right? Not everybody needs every product or every service every moment, but when the time is right for that new roof or that new light fixture installation or the new carpet or a new hairstylist or a new doctor's office or dentist's office, if they see you showing up consistently and providing educational content that they have used and trusted and liked, then you're going to be the first person that they think of when it's time to actually go book that new service or purchase that new product. So I always say this, share, help your audience out, give them valuable information and content and let it ride. It will come back to you. Trust. So don't do this. Don't worry, worry, worry that you're giving up too much for free. Make sure that you are giving your audience valuable tips. You're giving them some kind of improvement or solution 
to problems that they're having in their life. And they'll see you as a resource. They'll see you as reliable. They'll see you as an expert. And they'll see you as the person that they choose in the event that they need your products or services going forward. All right, last up. This is a big one. Do this. Show your face. Show your team members' faces. Remember that the whole reason social media was created was years and years ago, in a college dorm room, people wanted to connect with people. They wanted to be able to know who these people in their new classes were, in their new dorms were. They wanted to know what that person in class was about, how they could connect with them outside of class. And then it grew from there. But the whole basis of the social media evolution was to connect people. And when we do business, a lot of times us in small towns specifically, we choose who we do business with based on the people behind them. So when you show your face and you make it important and you make it something that is a standard of your social media presence that you show up, and it doesn't have to be every day, but maybe at least once a week, you have a picture of you or a picture of your team or a picture of the people you help. People connect with people. People do business with people. And when they see faces on your page, whether it's your face or your team's face or the face of happy people who've bought your house or purchased your new curling iron, that makes a big impact. And it reminds us that even behind these devices and these screens, there are real people there and real people whose lives are impacted in real ways by what your business does. So don't do this. Don't make a business page or a brand that doesn't have people behind it, okay? We are in small towns. We're all about neighborly love, right? So we talk about that small town vibe. We talk about small town values. And a lot of the times those vibes and values come from the people who make up our communities and our neighborhoods. So make sure that you're treating your social media spaces just like your small town. You're showing up to provide value. You're smiling at your neighbors. You're answering the questions that are being asked. And you're just showing up, okay? So don't be absent on your page. Don't say, I just hate getting my picture taken. I challenge you to go back to the posts that were successful over the last year. And I would be willing to bet that the ones that performed the best were the ones that showed you or just people. And I bet those are the posts that performed the best. Go double check because I want to know. All right, guys. That's my do this, not that. Simple tips that you should be utilizing in your small business social media strategy and some of those things that you should just avoid, okay? I hope this episode was helpful. I know that we're kind of doubling down on the social media aspect this month on the Small Minded Podcast, but I've had so many small business owners coming in with questions and wanting more guidance on how to get more eyeballs on their small business and how to grow their small town. And I just thought that social media specific episodes may be a good catalyst for you to begin the year in a strong way and lay some of those foundational pieces of groundwork that you can build upon as we go through the rest of the year. So let me know if you like these social media themed episodes. I can continue. If you're like, we get it, we're ready to move on to a different topic. That's okay too. But I thank you guys so much for being here. This is officially episode number 20. How did that even happen? 
Um, but I just really appreciate all the feedback you guys have had. I am blown away each week by the people who are sending messages and downloading these episodes. And I hope that they're valuable to you and giving you actionable tips that you can bring into your own life and in your own business. Because as you guys know, I'm a true believer that even if we do the smallest things, they yield the biggest impact down the road. So start small with some of these do's and let me know how they work for you and your business in 2021. All right. Stay safe. Stay healthy out there, everyone. And I'll be back next week with more. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small-minded.